Genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. Today on the show, we will be discussing Fugitive of the Jadoon, the fifth episode of Series 12. Uh, and, you know, nothing really happens in this one. I think this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> um, Pretty I, by the numbers. Yeah, pretty by the numbers. I don't... Uh, I mean, you know, what What really is there to say? There's uh, those rhino guys showed up, right. you know, whatever. It's it's Most it's boring whatever. one of the yeah. season. It was it was fine. The rhino was, leather cops. Yeah. Listen, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. We'll be back next week. Um, right, no, I don't know what I just watched. Uh, that was uh, that was a pretty crazy episode. And considering that all of it got spoiled for me before oh, I watched it. No. What? Yeah. All of uh-huh. it? Yeah, all of it. Me as well. Yeah. Captain Jack got spoiled for me by Russell T. And then this morning, right before Nick came over, uh, Slash Film posted a review of the episode and in the headline, spoiled the new Doctor thing. What? Yeah. And I was like, it hasn't even been 12 hours. What is wrong with you guys? Wow. I was like, even the the main Doctor Who, like... Uh, 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 social media was going to give 24 hours notice. Oh, well, that's nice because they didn't do that for the master. No, they didn't. I think that's why they did it this time because I think they got a lot of crap for that. Yeah. Um, I was spoiled by someone that I now no longer follow. (laughs) Retweeted an article that was like, first black doctor, yay. And the person was like, I don't even watch the show anymore, but this is so cool. And I was like, I do. (laughs) Thanks. So uh, piss off. But in my, you know, going on Twitter is a mistake. In general. In general. <laughs> and so I think now what I've learned is from Sunday until watching the episode on Monday, I'm just not going to go on social media and yeah. it will be my most mentally healthy day of the week by <laughs> default because I won't go on Twitter for 24 hours, for 24 glorious hours. Yeah. Dang, um, that like sucks. Arthur Fleck, the joke's on me. Yeah. So you, I, I take it you didn't get spoiled for anything, Cass? I did Cass? not. I did not. That's oh, amazing. that's amazing. That's so great. I'm um, glad one of us did. I, know. I, um, I think I almost did, but I didn't understand the context of a comment that someone made. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm watching it tomorrow. And I just mm-hmm. like turned my phone off. So <laughs> <laughs> like okay. uh, for for the for Spyfall, I was spoiled that the master was coming back, but I wasn't spoiled as to him being. Oh, the whole time. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. But, yeah, so where do we start? Where um, do we want to start? With <sighs> well, the Jadoon looked great. The Jadoon yes. looked amazing. Let's start there. The Jadoon looked really great. Um, yeah, they were great. I really like the new... 
like head dress thing that the Gallifreyan lady was wearing. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of like a it, re- it was like reminiscent of Gallifrey, but not the stupid collar things. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Emperor Ming. kind. Yeah. Of. Yeah. It was it was like it was pretty cool. It reminded me of war games, actually. Like the the Gallifreyans in war games. Oh yeah, like super old school, like very simple. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it reminded me of. Um, Gat, Gat, Commander yeah. Gat. Sure, that's a name we'll probably never have to know again. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't. Yeah. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was cool though. I liked her, and especially when we found out that she was Gallifreyan. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool, and like she seemed to be her Gat and Lee. Seem to be like former colleagues slash friends of the doctor. Yeah. Like almost like kind of Ron and Hermione. Right. Like, grown up. Mm. Right. If Harry went rogue. Right. And then become a freaking cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Captain Jack is in this. Uh, that was. Cass, how did that make you feel? I, um, I heard his voice uh, and I was like, wait, what? And then. <laughs> And then the reveal happened, and I was like, wow, they did it. The son of a bitch just did it. <laughs> like, He's back. He's yeah. back. I, my Get- only thing is, he didn't... I love Captain Jack. He didn't do anything in this. No. It, no. We, when we found out, both in, both Scott and I audibly were like, wait, wait, what? When he was like, oh, no, the magic things are making me go away. I guess I'm not going to see the doctor. We're like, why were yeah. you here? Yeah. Why did this happen? What was the point of this? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a, I, I mean, I assume he's going to come back later in the season, but, um, yeah, it was a bummer to just have him interact with companions that he has no relationship with. Yeah. Um, in a single room that yeah. was like a big warehouse with like a TARDIS at the end of it. I know it was like discount TARDIS. Yeah, it was like a discount TARDIS. The scoop. The I scoop is what I think he kept calling. Which, it. which I, I. <laughs> Because of my own like theme park nerdery, like oh. every time he was talking about the scoop, that's what the little ride vehicles are called in the Spider-Man ride. Oh, <laughs> the Daily Bugle scoops. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so he was like the scoop, and I was like, yeah, the scoop. So, oh wait, this is something else. So, <laughs> so let's break it down. He kisses Graham because he thinks he's a doctor. Yeah, great. Love that. Classic I love Jack. I love Graham just being like. I mean, this is fine. <laughs> like he's like this is surprising but i'm not like i'm not not for it <laughs> oh all right I'm like you know what graham hard same <laughs> i have haven't been kissed since christ passed oh, oh no, no. <laughs> feels nice to be touched <laughs> oh no you're a handsome bloke you know what's screwed up is they're maybe like 10 years apart oh wow because like harold's barrowman like 50 yeah he's in his 50s Wow. Yeah. He's had a lot of plastic surgery. Oh. <laughs> like Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, there were times on Arrow where he was like fresh out of plastic surgery and you were like, yee. But then it would like, and then it would like settle and you'd be like, oh, okay. Fresh out of the Lazarus pit. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the, uh, the downside of uh, being on a, being a regular on a TV show and also like trying to do plastic surgery stuff mm-hmm. is that like, it never looks good fresh. Yeah. Barrowman. It's you you've always got to settle into it first. Yeah. Um 
but, yeah, he, uh, he he hit on Ryan to the surprise of no one. Ryan's his favorite. <laughs> yeah, right. It was, <laughs> was like it was like, oh, you're my favorite, and I was like, that's that does not surprise me at all. Obviously. Yeah, always obviously. A, he always a bit favorite. cheesy, but he's all right. That was cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and uh, not for nothing, but uh, Captain Jack Hartness respects the pronouns. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. I I really don't like, though, that he found out that she's a woman without meeting her. Yeah. I wanted that scene. And so it bums me out that he found out secondhand. Well, I think that maybe if he returns and um, other doctor returns, um, there's going to be like a mix up. Oh, you mean Dr. Ruth? Yeah. Dr. Ruth? <laughs> Dr. Ruth? <laughs> yeah, see, I saw Dr. Ruth, and I was like, I don't know what that means. I'm just going to go off Facebook now. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Um, but, yeah, like, his when he discovers, when he was like, oh, that's a, I can't wait. Like, that was cool, but it would be even cooler if, to, like, you know, for it to be firsthand. Yeah. Right. right. And, um, yeah, he dropped a lot of healthy exposition about the lone Cyberman. Right. Uh, they sent something back. I'm guessing that's the timeless child. They talked about sending someone back in time to like destroy the Cybermen and it it didn't work or it worked, but it didn't work right. Yeah. Because the Cybermen are like Gallifrey. The Cybermen have also turned to ruin. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So is he just like. So. So. okay. So now we know that the Cybermen are related to Gallifrey being destroyed. Do we? Isn't that what. I don't. I don't know if he explicitly made the connection. I don't to, think like, that's accurate. I think he. I think it was just like okay, the Cybermen were an empire that are that were destroyed. Okay, they're in ruin now. But there was God. I wish I just like written it down. But there's like one Cyberman, the lone Cyberman, and he wants something. He wants but something. You can't give it to him. Yeah. And then something about like they sent something back. Say they sent someone back in time, and that was my my brain when like oh, it's a timeless child. I think the lone Cyberman is what got sent back in time. If the thing about Mary Shelley interacting with Cybermen is accurate. Holy shit, I forgot about Mary Shelley. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, the season's going to rule so hard. I know. This is... So, so you know what I think that... And we haven't even talked about, like, the big ticket item yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But but the... I I think what what I really like about this season is that... I think what Chibnall learned from last season is that he shouldn't be trying to write Doctor Who as if he's trying to write like, like it didn't feel like he was writing as himself last season. It felt like he was trying to like write. Like ultimate uh, Doctor like, Who, like, like like ultimate Doctor Who, like a like a like an idealistic version of Doctor Who of just like. Like this is what I think Doctor Who should be like all the time, or like a, I, like what am I trying to think? Um, platonic ideal Doctor oh, Who. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. That's what it felt like he was trying to do last season, and then this season was like, no, you know what? I'm a mystery writer. The thing that I was most successful at writing was Broadchurch, mm-hmm. which was a mystery each season. That's what I should be doing. And so his murder mystery is like. Who killed Gallifrey. Basically, who killed Gallifrey. <laughs> and like, and so now we're like getting all of these new clues and suspects and all this stuff. And I think that that's really cool. And of course, I'm saying this with the understanding that the master was taking credit for it. 
but we don't know the whole story because like who can believe that guy right um we uh we open with the revelation that the doctor is still looking for the master right he she she's kind of hoping that he has escaped from right. whatever weird plankton dimension that he got trapped in yeah <laughs> From yeah, Saskarian, right? Whatever the not silence were called. So okay, so we get the introduction of uh, a, a new doctor who has been uh, pretending to be Ruth since 1999. Since 1999, which would have been right around the same time that the Eighth Doctor saved San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was also 1999, right? Um. And uh, moving to Gloucestershire, yeah, but yeah, so she chameleon circuited herself and buried the TARDIS, and now she's just been like living in Gloucestershire as a tour guide, as a tour guide, um, and apparently not aging for 20 years. Yeah, she she identifies, she she tells uh, the doctor that she is 44, right? But she would have looked 44 back then, too, I would assume, because the doctor doesn't age. Well, whatever um, uh, techno babble bio stuff, I think <laughs> because like she showed up as human initially, she probably has aged. Oh, okay. Since then. Well, all right. Well, in any event, <laughs> uh, neither of them remember each other. So that means that neither of them are in either of their past. Yeah. Or at least one of them had the other other's past erased. Yeah. Or something. So he so so right away, my theory is that we're dealing with like somehow the doctor ended up in an alternate universe. Mm. And that's where she's been this whole time, is in an alternate universe. Like since our doctor, Jerry. Yeah, our doctor. Like since uh since the woman who fell to Earth. She fell to it's the, the, another the woman Earth. Who fell, yeah, the f- woman who fell to an alternate universe, basically. Yeah. Ooh. And I think she's been in an alternate universe this whole time, which would explain why the master was the master again mm. and not like didn't grow from Missy or and didn't yeah. didn't die like Missy was supposed to die, right? Mm-hmm. Like that thing turned off her regeneration, so she should have been she should have died and not regenerated. Yeah. That's cool. My 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 theory was that Ruth was from an alternate universe, but now hearing you talk, it actually makes a lot more sense that our doctor is not in her universe. Yeah, because so and it, it kind of would retroactively fit the uh, how how the, the dissonance between this season and the other eras. Right. Why it feels so disconnected, and it's like wait, even when the Jadoon were around Gloucestershire, I was like, I can't even remember if they know what aliens are anymore. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's also like like Captain Jack, if any character is going to be able to hop between universes, it would be him because mm-hmm. um, he has that wristwatch thingy. Yeah. And it feels alternate universes feels very uh, torchwoody. Unless it's to me. like that's not our Captain Jack. Which is also possible. Yeah. But that would be a bummer. Yeah. Into the doctor verse. Yeah. Into the doctor verse. Um, I also think that. Not only do I think this is an alternate universe, but I think it's a specific alternate universe. And I think this is going to be no- mean nothing to you, Nick. And I'm apo- I apologize because you haven't met this character yet. You're about to meet this character, oh. but you haven't yet. I think that I think she's the Valyard. 
Hell yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Jody? No. Oh, Ruth. Ruth. That I was think actually... Ruth, every, I think Ruth is the Valyard. Every time another TARDIS shows up, I'm like, oh my God, are they doing the Valyard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think it really is this time because I think... Like, it makes sense because she's working for Gallifrey. Yeah. And she's, like, a little meaner. She's, like, kind of edgy. Yeah, she's a little edgier. She holds a gun, you guys. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I think she's the Valyard. Or was in a previous life. Because mm. she identifies as the Doctor. She's yes. like, I'm the Doctor. Yes. Right. The uh, uh, Gat calls her the Doctor. Yeah. The Valyard is uh, a character who puts the sixth Doctor on trial, mm-hmm. which is about to start in our new season, Trial right. of a Time Lord. For being a douchebag. Yeah. And <laughs> and you what you find out by the end of that whole season is that the Valyard is uh, uh, a Doctor from the future, like a future regeneration. Oh, like, like the 20th Doctor or something. Well, I think it's... It's a, a very you, specific number. Yeah, it's a very specific number, but we've done past that number. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm the eighth doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like, we, we've passed that doctor, so, like, I think my my feeling is that, um, like, that, they didn't stop, cease to exist. I think they just spun off into an alternate universe now, and this is this doctor. And either, <clears throat> and I think that this, uh, Dr. Ruth, is... Specifically, pre-Valyard. Oh, so like the one leading to it? Yeah, either okay. right before the Valyard or like a couple before the Valyard. Yeah. But like, I think it's in that cycle, but I don't think she's gotten to the Valyard yet. Okay. Oh my God. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, let, let's let's talk about Dr. Ruth. Yeah. I mean, post, post uh, breaking the glass, so to speak. Definitely a bit tougher. Yeah. A bit more... Physical. Like, physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, God, when she takes out that platoon of Jadoon, uh, that was, I mean, that was even before breaking the class. But yeah, like, and like when she had like, her battle rifle, like, you would believe it. Like, you you would buy it. And mm-hmm. it was really, what did you guys think of her her her, her scenes post-Doctor matching wits with, uh, with 13? I really liked um, the scene in her, um, in Ruth Stardust, where they, their brains were, like, syncing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm always like a sucker for like um, dialogue in sync. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's Dr. Mind melds. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. I like her TARDIS a lot. Yeah. It's really classic. Yeah. I liked that. I liked it because it had the the very classic uh, bubble wall mm-hmm. and especially like the bubble wall doors. Yeah. Like not the. Not the interior TARDIS doors, but like the bubble wall doors, Mm -hmm. which I really liked. But then it also had like this weird like wall that was like kind of swishing around, like look kind of cool. Yeah. I liked her outfit a lot. Her outfit kind of reminded me of um, the Sixth Doctor's outfit. Yeah. With the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It was very like. It was like very aristocratic in a cool way. She, like, yeah, um, she kind of reminds me of like Capaldi and um, Colin Baker. Sure, at the, yeah. at the same time because it's she's got like the frills with the um, the blazer with the crazy yeah. shirt. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a regalness to her. Yeah, 
that I enjoy that 12 and 6 kind of had. Yeah. Where they seem like they, you, you would actually believe that he is a she is a time lady or a time lord, like mm-hmm. a member of the aristocracy. Yeah. Whereas like when 13, when they were calling 13 like little friend or little woman, I was like insulted, but also like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like from the outside, she is she does present herself as like like Kaylee from Firefly. Yeah, you know? like very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she looks like a like a uh, uh, like a substitute kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. or a substitute art teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. When 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 Ruth called out like the trousers that don't reach and yeah. like the jacket and the rainbows. Yeah, yeah. I really liked thirteen in this episode, though. I, yeah. I kind of like she wasn't really in Miss Frizzle mode in this episode. She was kind of like in nine, ten, don't mess with me mode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, and and but like as far as the alternate universe of it all, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only explanation because otherwise you're just setting yourself up to be like, yeah, no, this is a future doctor, and I guess we'll get to her eventually. And then you, when the show gets to that point, it's like, I guess, do we have to get her? Yeah. Like, is that what we have to do now? See, I think my first thought before even alternate universe was that she might even be pre Hartnell. Oh. Oh. Like, wow. from, from the doctor's distant past. Interesting. Th- that she forgot about or purposefully got out of her memory for reasons. Interesting. I know we've kind of done that before with the war doctor. Yeah. An, an incarnation that she doesn't remember. But that was my, like, non alternate universe guess is that she's actually from the doctor's past. Right, right. Huh. Interesting. Well, okay. Here's another thought. What if and this is this is I don't I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I would prefer an alternate universe version, but what if the timeless child is a clone of the doctor? That's oh my weird. Gosh. Doctor Who the like, clone saga. Like Gallifrey <laughs> cloned a, a like a cloned a version of the doctor. Because they're like, well, the doctor's cool, but like, he, they, ne- they the, the doctors never listen to us. So it'd be cool if we cloned one that did listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruth could be like that. Maybe Ruth is the timeless child. Yeah. Mm. Or a regenerated version of the timeless child. Like, she regenerated shortly before arriving on Earth and chameleon circuiting herself. I kind of want to know um, who is pulling the strings on either past Gallifrey or alternate Gallifrey. Right. Like 13 was saying, like, who do you all work for? Ultimately, who are you all reporting to? Is it Timothy Dalton? (laughs) God, I hope it's Romana. Like, Nick doesn't understand that yet, but like, I hope it's Romana. And he won't for a long time. (laughs) Just like president of Gallifrey, Romana. Where the hell have you been, doctor? (laughs) Um, hmm. Well, this is great. It didn't even, it it felt like we weren't even going to have these conversations anymore. Yeah. 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 With this era. I'm excited. This is the first um, episode all season where I'm like, I'm actually hype about Doctor Who. This this feels like, like, unfortunately, I was spoiled. But if I hadn't been spoiled, I feel like this would have had a similar feeling to the time that little girl walks down an alley and regenerates. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Or like, and introducing John Hurt as the doctor. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> or, or when John Sim came back. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That's what this that's what this felt like and I was I'm really excited that 
the the Chibnall era like stopped being like ashamed of being Doctor Who and let's mm-hmm. like like let's <laughs> have some fun. Yeah. This is what people want. People don't just want like Where are you going this week? Platonic ideal Doctor Who. They like want you to like do stuff with the canon yeah. and Right. Yeah. Mess with things. That's fun. That's what makes it fun. And uh I guess interesting character stuff. I liked how we continued with Moody 13 and the do- uh, the companions literally like like scolded school children just kind of like or like you know like watching dad tinker with the car. Yeah. Like afraid to talk to him, you know? Like yeah. mm-hmm. can we even say anything, you know? Yeah. And we kind of we got a bit of a reckoning with that at the end of the episode where they're like, "Look, we don't care." Shut up about any of this. <laughs> They're kind of like, they represent the fans that started with this series, I guess. Yeah. It's like, look, we don't care about any of that. We just like you. You're the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You're good. <laughs> we don't just mice. We're family. <laughs> you're good. We love you. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stupid. Stupid. You're so stupid. Stupid git. <laughs> uh, man, I wish Jack Harkness did more. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope we get them by episodes or by season's end. I'm sure we will. There's no way that's the only use of Jack they're going to oh do my this God. season. That would be so pointless. Um, I hope he's running around with Cybermen and like Mary Shelley and stuff. That'd be oh, great. God. Oh, so is awesome. Mary Shelley next week? Uh, no, next week is Praxis. Praxis. Yeah. Do we have it looks new like another, episodes? The, the teasers seem like another murder mystery. Uh yeah, but it was it's like contagion, right? Yeah, I'm into it. It seems like it's gonna be like one of those ones where they ease off the canon. You know what I mean? Like there's gonna be yeah saga episodes and standalone episodes, kind of like how um like you know in retrospect, Nikola Tesla's World of Terror or whatever wasn't that. Although I don't know, like Spyfall. And even uh, if the alternate universe thing turns out to be true, it kind of retroactively makes uh, Planet 54, Orphan 54 interesting because that was kind of the first time the doctor mentioned there'd be this just one alternate universe. You can still save the planet. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Too. Huh. Was that a clue? Yeah, I can't. I, I'm, I'm trying to see if they've named any episodes after next week's and I don't think they have. I don't they think have. they have. That's so weird. Why are they like this? Knock it off. <laughs> Is it a spoiler? I don't know. Stop Cap- doing this. Captain Jack's night of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but he was like, oh, that was a crazy day. Actually, that was a crazy month. <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. So, yeah, oh, like, man. like I mean, what did we, I mean, the episode itself was, I think, was really cool and breathless and fast paced and. Um, yeah, even though the big kind of reveal was spoiled for me, I still kind of enjoyed the journey. Yeah. Which said a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that definitely says a lot. Like it, it was still good. Like, even though we knew all of the twists, it was still good. Cass, did you like freak out when like the TARDIS was buried under the earth? I kind of did. I was like, wait, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So episode seven is called, can you hear me? Um, it's written by Charlene James and directed by Emma Sullivan. Uh, episode eight is set in the 19th century, so that's probably the Mary Shelley episode. Yes. And then nine and ten are the two-parter, written says, by Chibnall. The Cybermen Return. Yeah. What if it's called The Lone Cyberman? Maybe. 
Maybe nine is called the Lone Cyberman and ten is called the Timeless Child. Ooh. Probably. Maybe something like that. Um so yeah, so Can You Hear Me is episode seven. I don't know what that's gonna be, but uh interesting. Yeah, the next so the next episode is is uh Pete McTie, uh Praxius. Mm-hmm. Uh he wrote Kerblam. Great. So nice. could be could be a pretty solid episode, if not um a confusing one <laughs> co-written by Chibnall. <laughs> one one with a plot that doesn't make any sense um but and, uh, uh fugitive of the jadoon from the same writer as demons of the punjab oh yeah. Patel. that makes sense one of uh, one of our favorite episodes of last season yeah. Quick, and right yeah easily our favorite episode of this season i think yeah quickly becoming the new mvp writer was was fugitive of the jadoon is that is it has this been the best episode of this era i think so yeah yeah what do you what do you think, Cass? I I don't know. I feel so far removed from like the first season of this of yeah. of um of thirteen. Yeah. But um Yeah. Wasn't this also co written by Chibnall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's definitely the one that he's had a hand in that I've liked the most. Sure. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean like I enjoy I enjoy Demons of the Punjab a lot. I enjoyed the Witchfinders. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun episodes. I got nothing against Kerblam. Um except the end. So so both Can You Hear Me and Episode Eight, which I presume is the Mary Shelley episode, um, are both written by women and directed by a woman. Nice. Terrific. So that's exciting. Um next week, I'm not too into contagion stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm not super looking forward to uh the next episode like i i am because it's new doctor who but also i'm just like all right but like can we get to the uh, the rest of this yeah now that you've set up this amazing mystery yeah i just that's all i want um but uh uh it should be should be interesting um yeah i don't know i love i I just really loved this episode fugitive the jadoon man so good the jadoon are great (laughs) i know the jadoon are awesome they're like some of my favorite like re- returning villains like it it might be like are they my favorite villain that russell t davies created Ooh, yeah i mean what else would there be i don't know madam hooch <laughs> no not so much because the angels are moffat right and let's be honest the angels beyond their first couple of stories they're not the best yeah, diminishing returns no. diminishing returns yeah. for sure um yeah i think it's i think the jadoon are like the most doctor who-ish villain that has been created in the new era yeah where they're just like bullish space cops yeah, yeah. they're not necessarily- we got lots of people saying space rhinos so that was good yeah <laughs> was for sure. i was very happy that someone mentioned rhinos it's like, please don't just pretend that they don't look like rhinos, please. Yeah. That commander was a lady. Yeah. A she dune. She dune. <laughs> she got her horn ripped off. That was sad. That was sad. God. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember that one guy who was just like obsessed with Lee. Yeah. Like a file. The, the on coffee him. shop guy. Yeah. <laughs> so Lee was her companion, right? But I, I think I think he was a guy. I think he was Gallifreyan because he seemed to know Gat very well. It seemed like they 
went came up together. But maybe he was a companion. I don't think so because it did really very much seem like they were like romantic. Okay. But she says, like, she calls him a, faithful a loyal companion. Yeah. Or something like Definitely. that before she, like, kills him. Mm-hmm. So is that supposed to be, like... Uh, I don't know. I hope we find out. So what makes more sense? That he was a companion that the doctor fell in love with romantically and they got married? Or is it kind of like a Smith and Jones type deal where, like, the, the companion kind of had to assume a new life to care for the doctor? Like how Martha had to? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, knowing, like, I guess both are possible because they've happened before. Um, I mean, I don't know. A doctor clone has, like, you know, fallen in love and gotten married and whatever. But To this day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but he bailed on, they bailed on each other, right? Because Rose is, like, alone again by season four. Oh, is she? Right? I don't remember. Yeah. By the time, like, Ten is, like, regenerating into, like, the... Into his arm. Wait, no, that happened after. Okay. I see. I think it ended with Jackie and Rose and the clone on the beach. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that the beach happens twice. That's why I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm Rose Tyler. This is the day that I die. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, that's right. Um... This is the day that I die. Uh, I hate cheap tricks like that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's Gallifreyan or if he's supposed to be human or if it's relevant. <laughs> if we should even be thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. I did like the um, it's like the bait and switch. Like we're primed to like suspect him and then it's like her the whole time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because he's, he's acting really shifty because he knows, he remembers. Right. Well, I'll be yeah. honest. Going into this, I thought the fugitive of the Jadoon was going to be Jack because I knew Jack was going to be in it. Mm. I thought that's what the episode was going to be. Was that like... Jack's on the run. Yeah, Jack's on the run. I thought the guy was going to be Jack. Oh, interesting. That would have been cool. The face of Bo. Like he was going to remove like a cloaking... Bio cloaker thingy, like, like Jean Parmesan. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> then it's Jack. I thought that was what was going to happen. Hmm. Face of Bo, they called me. Oh boy. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that crazy twist. Yeah. God, could you imagine <laughs> if he brought back the face of Bo? Hello, old friend. Dude, like, <laughs> just go for yeah. it. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> It's been over 10 years. Just do it. Like <laughs> The I'm... face of Bo is the timeless child. <laughs> <laughs> it was me all along. No. Step up to my glass. <laughs> I hope the timeless child is Jack. I just want like the most like outlandish, stupid theory. <laughs> to just be... <laughs> yeah, he is a timeless child. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. This is a good one. I like this one a lot. I'm excited. Mm. I'm really excited for the rest of the season. And that feels good. Yeah. I'm much more excited now than I was when it was just like Gallifrey and the Master. I was just like, oh, yeah. well, okay, sure, I guess. But all of this stuff feels fresh, and that's what I like. Because mm-hmm. yeah, nobody actually mm-hmm. cares about Gallifrey. They care about the doctor caring about Gallifrey. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 
I like some of the Gallifrey mythos, but I think is if you like shine too much of a light on it, it just falls apart. Yeah. So definitely. Um. Okay. Well, I think that's share your theories with us. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? What do you guys think is going on? Um. Anyway, clones, alternate universes. Yeah. Are we about to? Is the universe of Doctor Who about to get even bigger than we ever could have imagined? <laughs> <laughs> with alternate dimensions of doctors with oh, alternate man. incarnations. All, all I know is when the Big Finish people watched this episode, they were all like salivating at the money that they're going to make on. Oh, the Jack Harkness stuff? No, no. The the oh, new Doctor oh. stuff. Oh, yeah. Doctor yeah. spinoff. Nice. Oh, you, you know they're going to make those. <laughs> like, they can't wait to make those. Alternate Young. Doctor Adventures. <laughs> yeah, they made, they made four seasons of John Hurt Doctor. That's true. Yeah, they that, made they made me go. they made three seasons of uh, War Master stories. Good for them. Yeah, like they're they're they're. I'm sure they're already trying to get the rights to that and get that actress <laughs> to sign up. Oh man, I'm sure. Um, young Gat and Young Lee. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, Young Gat. That like Gat wouldn't be aging. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were really into her. I don't know. She was she was like she meant nothing to me. I was like, I okay, like when she died, like, I was like, oh, I'm never gonna see her again. Okay. I liked her as like her whole aesthetic. Yeah, she kind of seemed like she could potentially be like the doctor's Malfoy or like rival or like friend turned foe. Yeah, I guess so. A lot of history there. I don't know. I like climbing onto random characters. That's why I like Star Wars so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um anyway. All right. Well, I think uh I think that about wraps that up. Next week is Praxius? Praxis? Praxis? I don't know. Praxis. Praxis? Hard A. I don't know. It's a contagion thing, it looks like. Uh oh. Contagion mysteries. Uh oh, Doc. I've got the Praxis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> we thought Graham just died. When he got no. zapped out of the- Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. When he was like, he was like, this is the worst cake I've ever seen. And then he zapped away and was like, what if Graham was just dead? <laughs> what, if that was- what, would have- what if that was it? Oh, my God. Oh, it was granddad. Oh, man. Oh, great episode. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be back next week with another one of these. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure yeah. you're on the Facebook group if you're not already. Uh, of course, check out our Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. Our TeePublic, duelinggenre.com slash merch. And use our Amazon link, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with Praxius next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Alonzi. Bye.